Before we get to today's Browns Film Breakdown podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network, going to jump in and talk to you guys about Indochino Custom Menswear. You've heard me talk about them. I am a big believer, not only the simplicity, not only the design, but the ease at which you can get this fine custom wear delivered to your door. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make shirts, suits, coats, and more, and everything is made to the exact measurements for a great fit. Whatever you send them, they're going to get it sent over to you with that perfect fit. Plus, you can personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and your own monogram. R.J. Barrett's brand new collection with Indochino just dropped. Yeah, that R.J. Barrett, featuring limited edition fabrics and jacket linings R.J. picked out and helped design. Indochino's a simple process. Choose your fabric. Pick your customizations and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in just two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at the nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping's free. That's the beauty of it. That's Indochino.com. Promo code BLUEWIRE. For $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more included in that fantastic deal. Incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. Again, you really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Indochino.com. Get that perfect fit, guys. And we're off to a Browns Victory Monday podcast. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome to Victory Monday Podcast, Browns Film Breakdown, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, brought to you by the folks at Indochino Sportswear, the folks at Roman.com, and also the folks at Harry's Razors. We are coming at you guys on what is now Monday morning, recording this in the overnight, still kind of decompressing, looking over everything that happened in this game, and boy was there a lot to take in. It was a... um, it was a grueling game from beginning to end. I think the type of game that an, an ugly game that the Browns, um, you know, current state of affairs on both sides of the ball, trying to figure out, again, that process by which they can then grow as a team and win football games. It was ugly, not pretty. Plenty of chances for the Bills to win this game, but they didn't capitalize on them. And at the end of the thing, the Browns finally come out on top, 19-16. And uh, it's been a month, full month, since we've seen a victory, so I'll take it in any way we can get it. Start from the top. We had, uh, looking at statistically speaking, the the Browns went for 368 yards to Buffalo's 344. Cleveland had um, 24 first down to Buffalo's 20. It's good to see that advantage. Third down's 4 of 11 to 5 of 13. 66 Cleveland plays to 62 from Buffalo. Cleveland 5.6 per play. Uh, Rushing net was 147 for Cleveland to 84 for Buffalo. Passing net 260 for Buffalo, 221 for Cleveland. Cleveland wins the penalty um, corner here, which is good to see. Four penalties, 70 yards, one roughing the passer call I hated. But uh, otherwise, a pretty respectable, clean game. Neither team turned the ball over. Um... In time of possession, Cleveland only had it for three more minutes. Nick Chubb continues his rampant pace. He had 20 carries for 216 yards. He has the fifth most uh, all-time yards for a Cleveland Brown through nine games. 
Um, that list encompasses all of Jim Brown um, in late 50s, early 60s. He's on pace to do something special. If he continues that pace, and I don't see why he wouldn't, still got 20 carries despite the increase in Kareem Hunt, uh, which we'll talk about Kareem later, uh, his playing time. But Kareem Hunt went four carries for 30 yards. Baker Mayfield goes 26 of 38, 238, two touchdowns. A pretty clean game. Uh, could have had an interception there in the early early fourth quarter. He threw a corner out to Beckham, the Jordan Poyer undercut. And uh, Tredavious White was also there. One of those two should have come up with it, but it landed incomplete. Probably some interception luck that Mayfield was owed. But otherwise, his first multi-touchdown game of the year, which is crazy to think nine games in, is his first multiple touchdown game um, of the season. But that's okay. He's climbing back up now. Nine touchdowns, 12 interceptions on the year, trying to balance that and and uh, turn the corner there and get uh, some better production. He's been much better out of the bye. He's been uh, very productive. Four touchdowns, one interception since coming out of the bye, 705 yards. And I'm going to talk to you guys about the defense as these, this team has played, which is kind of mind-blowing. We'll get there. Jarvis Landry, 10 targets, 9 catches on those 10 targets, 97 yards and a touchdown. Just a fantastic game. Tight window catches. Both that first touchdown he plucked, which was a great ball by Mayfield, and the uh, fourth quarter leak route up the left sideline that he had to turn shoulders and make a catch. Just Dude's a gamer, man, and uh, I thought he played fantastic. Odell, 12 catches. For, or sorry, 12 targets, 5 catches, 57 yards, a couple drops, missed opportunities, could have had a touchdown on the first play of the game. Um, we're still waiting uh, for those two to sort of figure something out, but they are not quite in rhythm yet. And, um, you know, he hasn't had a big game, but he's uh, he's getting by. I, I, I mean, it's there. It's in him. You know it. We know it. It's a matter of time. Kareem Hunt, 7 catches, 44 yards, phenomenal. 9 targets. He became their slot guy, their third option. We'll talk about finding that balance later. Demetrius Harris, two catches, 28. Rashard Higgins, one catch, seven yards, and a touchdown. Believe it or not, they got to get that guy the football. He's uh, he's just a gamer. I don't have anything else to say. Then he should be playing more. He he made Levi Wallace look silly on that goal line throw. He should be playing more. Nick Chubb had two catches for five yards. Defensively, Morgan Burnett had eight tackles uh, total. There was one sack by Chad Thomas. Uh, even though Miles Garrett dominated early portions of the game before Buffalo committed help. Um, just one sack, no interceptions, seven tackles for Demarius Randall, five for Schobert. Not a high-level number of tackles there. For Buffalo, Devin Singletary, rookie running back, only eight carries for 42 yards. Josh Allen, six carries for 28, but he did end up scoring a couple touchdowns. Frank Gore, five carries, 12 yards. Uh, they, they, you know, 84 total yards rushing. Browns kept them in check. They did a nice job. Josh Allen, 22 of 41, 266. He missed some opportunities. He was inaccurate on a couple of them. He, he's going to be an NFL quarterback for a long time because he can really drive the football. When he gets his feet set, he can drive the football. He's got to work on throwing outside of the pocket. He is wildly accurate on throws on the run. And his deep passing accuracy is worst in the NFL. He missed a touchdown to... Uh, was up the right sideline. I cannot remember the name of him for the life of me. Um, it's okay. No, not a big deal. But they, they definitely might have been Andre Roberts. I'm not sure. Or Isaiah McKenzie. But they missed a touchdown ball there. And um, But, yeah, Josh Allen's going to be okay. I think he's proven to be okay. The Bills probably feel good about his year two progression. John Brown had five catches, 77 yards. Cole Beasley, who's just a problem in the slot, four catches, 74 yards. Um, Knox had four catches, 55 yards. Uh, Dawson Knox are tight end. Robert Foster, one catch, 20 yards. McKenzie, two catches for 19 yards. Defensively, Levi Wallace, who the Browns picked on all day, actually led them in tackles, and that typically happens for a corner when you are getting picked on. Jordan Poyer had eight tackles 
and uh, Matt Milano had seven in a sack. Tremaine Edmonds had three in a sack. That was a safety. So um, let's talk about the the play list here. We'll kind of go through it, talk as we normally do. But before we talk about sort of the playlist and some of those thoughts, I want to talk to you guys about Harry's Razors. You know I'm a big believer in Harry's Razors. Cannot uh, endorse them more. Used to be a Gillette guy. I'm just a believer in the in the sleek design. How easy this company handles, uh, you know, uh, the 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 intricacies of the face. It comforts your face. I'm a big believer in what they do at Harry's, um, and you know, their their return to the essential is what's most important. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. Only two dollars a blade. They cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century now, which means you. The purchaser get an incredibly high quality blade at factory direct prices. Harry is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door and on your schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners of this show, Brownstone Breakdown, can redeem Harry's uh, razor trial set, harrys.com slash bluewire. So to get this trial set, go to harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Again, go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Trust me on this, guys. Please give them a shot. It's no risk to you. If you're shaving weekly, if you're shaving daily, if you're shaving monthly, whatever your game is with your beard or whatever you're shaving, this is the company to go with. Please, harrysrazors.com slash bluewire. Get that offer today. So looking at the play design uh, concept, what gone on, you know, what has gone on with the um, uh, script. The Browns have scripted pretty well this season, and they did so again uh, coming out in two back. What's fascinating is, um, before we, we dive into the, the play concept or you know the play rundown as we do, a couple interesting tidbits. I thought they got Kareem Hunt involved early and often. Uh, second play with that big run, he got a nice kickout block, a couple nice blocks. He had 24 backfield snaps, nine slot snaps, and five as a wide wide receiver alignment snap. So that's you know that's you know, 34, 42, 43 snaps, and and that's great for a guy moving him all over the field. He's like a um, a, a a player of Duke Johnson's nature, but a, a, a just an infinitely better player. Can run between the tackles, can make people miss, can catch the ball, can run a variety of routes, has no issues with stamina, injuries, staying on the field, and can do a little bit of everything. And I thought he was the MVP of the game. He played phenomenal. He did a lot of different things in his first game in over a year. And uh, I couldn't be more impressed with Kareem Hunt, the football player, what he was able to do. Uh, phenomenal stuff from Kareem, and uh, it should be noted that I thought he just played phenomenally. I'm sure people will talk about it all right about it, but he was great. Um, yeah, but before we get going about the play design, what's interesting to me is the level of which, you know, we talk about Mayfield struggling and the offensive line struggling, but the defenses that this team has played. So according to Pro Football Focus, these are the defenses and their uh, grades and rankings in the Pro Football Focus system. So they have played New England, ranked first. They have played San Francisco, ranked second. They have played Tennessee, ranked third. They have played the Jets, ranked fourth. They have played Denver, ranked fifth. They have played the Rams, ranked sixth. They have played the Bills, ranked 11th. Baltimore, 15th. And uh, Seattle's the way out there outlier with uh, a 29th rank. And then they get Pittsburgh two times in the next three weeks, who is already up to fifth in their rankings and are playing really good football on the defensive side, led by Minka Fitzpatrick and Devin Bush. So... 
yeah, Mayfield has struggled. Yeah, the offense has struggled. But they played some of the league's best defenses. They do get some breaks with Miami and Arizona and um, um, Cincinnati twice. But at the same time, sometimes the schedule doesn't break in your favor. And this has been a, a really big challenge for this team, the defensive quality of the teams that they have played. And, um, you know, it's it's as a fan, it's easy to get frustrated because you don't see the bad defenses. So it's... You know, it's it's a challenge to understand that you're playing some of the league's better defenses and why your offense can't get it going. That's a big reason why. So, um, you know, it's an interesting tidbit. It certainly speaks to uh, to to some of their struggles to start this year, and hopefully they can they can you know mitigate what is a ridiculously good Pittsburgh pass rush um, Thursday night, and then when they get them again in two weeks later, how, how they handle you know. T.J. Watt is going to be fascinating, and even Bud Dupree is playing really well, also fascinating. We'll talk more about them later. Let's run through what happened. So the Browns run a six-play, 75-yard drive, a thing of beauty to open the game. Like I said, they missed a deep shot off play action to Odell, and I thought the Browns did a better job of taking some deep shots, a couple here and there, and uh, their their play action game was okay. It still is not fundamentally as good as I would like to see it, but they did take shots, but then they get a two-back power uh, scheme off the left edge for 21 yards. Nick Chubb, nice gain. A play action to Landry on a comeback, and then um, a short little throw on a screen to Kareem Hunt and an 18-yard. Uh, and I like this. They haven't done very much naked boot back away from the um, wide receiver running under the formation. Was an easy 18-yard gain. That's what I like. Like, you know, with Mayfield, he's he's he went from a guy that I think we all thought could carry this team to wins. Hasn't happened this year. He's become a guy that you can win with in the right situation. It's still too early to make any inclination about what his career is going to be, but he's a win-with guy right now, so I think they have to take that burden off of him and do as many things to to, to give him easy throws as possible. And uh, that first drive they did. They did a nice job. They come back out. uh, Buffalo completes a couple throws. I actually think Buffalo gets it down near the 50-yard line uh, to a third and four, and then on a fourth and four, Josh Allen misses a slant uh, that goes off John Brown behind him to the left. Cleveland gets it back going down the field uh, on a nice third and 10 scramble throw to the right to Demetrius Harris, get a nice run. And then on a third and two, Mayfield's just a little bit behind Odell Beckham on a slant to the right side that gets dropped. I need Odell to make some of those catches. He's not right now. But uh, then Mayfield again, uh, they do a little uh, little fourth and two pick play that Demetrius Harris turns into 16 yards up the right sideline. Then a big run that pops for Nick Chubb for 24 yards. And then we start the goal line struggles. Here's what I'm seeing. A lot of folks are going to ask about this this week. I just think it looked to me like the Browns tried some different things. They tried to toss the ball into the perimeter. They tried to uh, run power in between the tackles. They even tried to run a vertical toss play where they kind of pitched it back and let Nick Chubb find his lane. They had those two throws that that Mayfield made that were pass interference calls. I mean, they had a Buffalo, so we're just going to grab Beckham. You know, there was only one, the, the, the... fade in the right corner that Tredavious White broke it up without getting in, you know, a, a penalty flag thrown. But, um, you know, looking at it, I just think that the Browns did not handle the line of scrimmage well. And Buffalo played forward and across the line of scrimmage. Every team gets the most push 
is oftentimes going to be able to create angles. And I think in this goal line stand, if you go back and watch it, you're going to see Buffalo playing on the opposite side of the Cleveland line of scrimmage and, and really making an impact. And this is where when things get tight, when you're down inside the three, four, five-yard line, you have to be able to be crisp and play action. You have to be able to sell run and then throw off of it. And they do that. They're down tight ends right now. They didn't feel comfortable maybe with, with Harris being the only guy. But that's where you need some quick play action up the seam throws. Um, little, you know, just a little drop-off throw or watch if you watch Sunday Night Football here what Minnesota did to Kyle Rudolph on some quick corner throws off play action. they got to have that in their bag, and right now they do not. Hopefully when Farrell Brown comes back and they get Ricky Seals-Jones, they can implement some of those. But anyway, that was a tough uh, a tough situation to come out of it with no points. Uh, Buffalo ends up going three and out. Cleveland gets it back. They go three and out, and uh, that's the end of the first quarter. Second quarter... Buffalo comes out and runs on a long nine-play drive. Uh, you know, a couple plays to Deme- or, uh, to to Dawson Knox over the middle uh, seemed to me like uh, Morgan Burnett did not handle that crossing route very well, or they weren't putting him in the right leverage or something. I had to watch the All-22, but they hit that crossing route to Knox a couple times. They hit a play-action shot to Robert Foster over the middle. Uh, really nice throw by Josh Allen. Then they get a uh, empty set Josh Allen scramble up the middle. The Browns uh, left him un unchecked in terms of uh, you know empty set and playing man and turning their back to him. They did not make that mistake again. Nonetheless, 7-6 Buffalo. Cleveland gets it back, marched down the field, 69 yards, uh, featuring some nice runs by Nick Chubb, a 16-yard run. Baker found um, on, a, on a third and four Odell up the seam for 16 yards on the right side. Nick Chubb runs for 12. Um, Kareem Hunt gets a nice nine-yard run down to the Buffalo three-yard line. Uh, they try to run a little pick play that they like to run, a little uh, um, you know, rub route to the left side there, and it looked like Kadero Hodge didn't rub the right guy. So when Landry caught it, he was actually grabbed it instantaneously and thrown down. He was pretty pretty pissed about it and was pretty vocal with Kadero Hodge and even Baker Mayfield as he was walking through why it didn't work. But then you get uh, you know, second and one. Uh, Nick Chubb goes for a two-yard loss, third and three. They try to run that little shovel play, and I don't know why Nick Chubb did, hesitated because it was a it was a chance for that to be a touchdown, but he hesitates, and the flip goes out in front of him and lands on the ground. Unfortunately, I don't know if <laughs> some people were at this point pretty ticked off and Chris Hubbard jumped offside. Some people said Hubbard did it intentionally to make sure the Browns kicked it. I don't know. I don't think so. He's not that cerebral. Um but anyway, 13-play drive, 69 yards field goal. It's 9-7. It's to seven. Buffalo gets it back, and uh, they go on a relatively lengthy drive all the way down to, uh, um, I think they got it down to the Cleveland like 30-yard line, 25-yard line. They missed a 34-yard field goal. They had hit uh, Cole Beasley on a nice little uh, slant up, uh, sort of stagger slant that went for big yards. They hit John Brown for 16-11 yards. I mean, I think... Denzel did okay against John Brown. They seemed like Buffalo was continually finding Greedy Williams when they could. Greedy, just a little less twitchy than I'd like him to be. Didn't challenge as much as I like. I thought Denzel got a nice number of pass breakups. Did have that early pass interference, but for the most part, I thought he played a pretty clean game and kept John Brown in check. That's the type of receiver Denzel's good to cover. He likes to cover the sort of skinnier, speedy guys because that's what he's like. He doesn't really prefer the A.J. Browns, the D.K. Metcalfs, the bigger guys. Um, that's why I think he'll find Juju Smith-Schuster a good amount in uh, this upcoming game because he's a good matchup there and Deontay Johnson there, um, Toledo rookie. But, um, you know, looking forward, so so Cleveland gets it back right before half. They stay up 9-7. They end up, for whatever reason, running 
Kareem Hunt a couple times. I don't know what the hell they were doing because they were wasting their time at the end of half. But anyway, Cleveland gets it back to, um, you know, their first halftime lead in a while. Uh, you kind of felt relatively positive, but you also had a feeling that it could get that, that they left points on the field and two drives down inside the Buffalo five-yard line that they couldn't capitalize on. So you had a little bit of that ominous feeling, but uh, it was nice to go in with a halftime lead. Buffalo comes back out, and um, they go, they pick up one first down, actually pick up a couple first downs before Josh Allen sacked on a third and four at the 50-yard line by Chad Thomas, and they're forced to punt. Cleveland gets it, first and ten at their eight. They empty it, motion out. This is a big point of contention was what happened on this play. They run Haas, uh, Haas Juke, which is a uh, two-by-two set, where you're getting um, hitches by the outside guys and s- sort of smoke routes or go routes by the in two, inside two, and then you get a juke route by the man over the middle of the field, which is just sort of an in and out. Some people call it a zig route, whatever. Listen, Mayfield probably could have thrown the ball to the left to Hunt. I think he felt like the depth was off by Hunt, whatever. People talked about he should have slid the protection right. I get why he maybe felt the need to protect left based on the initial walk-up. Maybe he needs to just check that protection in general because they were sliding. I don't know, but I do know that he um, – is, is just a situation I don't want Freddie putting him in right now. Or this offense in general. It's not just him. He's throwing the ball to running backs down there. Any number of things could be off. Like right now I want Freddie to mitigate risk, uh, to, to leave um, the Browns with as many opportunities to make plays uh, from, from safe formation. When they're buried deep in uh, opposing teams, um, you know, uh, part of the field I want them to be able to uh, you know run the football which they're really good at I want them to be able to mitigate risk I don't want them putting Baker in empty I don't want them risking a sack and they certainly better not do that against Pittsburgh unless they have guaranteed and this is what I was talking about unless you have a a scheme that you know is guaranteed against a look that another team's going to give you if Buffalo's giving you a certain look and you know you're going to get this open throw which they they had an open throw it probably should have been thrown um, the depth perception could have gotten weird because the and the left side seam guy kind of bellied out, and maybe Mayfield couldn't see the hitch. I don't know. It happens in literally the, the snap of your fingers. It's that quick that the processing has to happen. Um, but unless, like I said, you know you're going to be protected well and you know you're going to be uh, able to hit somebody relatively quickly, uh, I don't really love doing that buried inside your own, um, you know, your own 10-yard line. So that's where I'm at. I don't, I don't like doing it right now. Most teams are going to check empty to a blitz because they think they can take advantage of no running back in the backfield. That's what Buffalo did. They end up going to, uh, to be able to tie it at 9-9. They get the football back. They, go, uh, they, get, they get one first down, but end up having to punt right after that. Cleveland gets it back and goes on a 10-play drive. Big plays. Uh, Odell Beckham for 10 yards off the first snap. They end up hitting him again for 14 yards on a third and nine on a nice ball up the right sideline when Mayfield... Noticed uh, uh, Buffalo rolling to cover six. Did a great job throwing it over the linebacker's head. Uh, but then they can't do anything. They miss a couple throws. And I think Mayfield gets one knocked down to Jarvis Landry on third and six. He is leading the league in batted down passes. Some of that due to, uh, you know, he's not moving defenders very well with his eyes. He's just got to work on finding, you know, wiggle room. Austin Cyber kicks a 47-yard field goal. And I, I, let me go back. Like, Mayfield has to work on finding vision. He has to work on finding passing lanes. It's a big Drew Brees thing when he, you know, obviously he's a shorter quarterback, is finding passing channels all the time. And Mayfield did bounce back later on the game-winning touchdown, find a passing channel there to uh, to fit it through or get it up over the top uh, to, to Richard Higgins. But nonetheless, um, 
Yes, there is a 47-yard field goal that's good by Cyber. He did miss the 48-yarder on the taunting penalty that pushed that first PAT way back. He's missed a few PATs, but this guy's been a hell of a kicker for Cleveland. I'm eating my words because when I was at camp and I was at preseason, I did not see a guy that had an NFL leg and an NFL level of confidence, but he has turned it around. Been a hell of a kicker this year. Is perfect so far, which is fantastic. So anyway, Buffalo gets it. I think we're approaching the end of the third quarter. They end up having to punt. Cleveland gets it back to start the th- fourth quarter, and um, unfortunately, Cleveland also has to punt it back. We get a little punt series here. Then Buffalo goes on a long drive. They go on a uh, um, seven-play, 48-yard drive that results in, um, you know, a, a touchdown. After it was actually after Cleveland punted, Cleveland uh, took a sack there at their own 24. Matt Milano got in on Mayfield on a third and four. Uh, really, Buffalo covered the hell out of that play. So anyway, Buffalo gets it back after a nice punt return. They go uh, 26-yard pass to Beasley in the deep middle of the field. And then uh, the really weird and wonky play where Josh Allen's scrambling up the middle. He fumbles. He has a big fumble propensity, but it's outside of two minutes. He fumbles it forward. His lineman, Feliciano, picks it up at the one-yard line, so it ends up giving Buffalo a freaking first down, which is like felt like with about five minutes left, the ultimate Cleveland play was that this was going to result in a touchdown. It did result in a touchdown two plays later when Josh Allen sneaks it in, makes it 16-12. And then, you know, Cleveland comes out, and I guess I would call this their most important uh, series of the year. Started a little dicey. They did get 13 yards to, to Odell, Three yards to cream up. Then we thought it was a fumble on a on a little forward pitch pass. Luckily, and this is why you don't this is why you don't hand those off on those jet sweeps. This is why you toss it because if the ball gets on the ground, it's just an incomplete pass, which was uh was beneficiary for Cleveland because man, it felt like that got that gut wrenching feeling when Jerry Hughes is running that back to the end zone. But Cleveland gets it back, and on third and seven, Mayfield throws a a you know, reduced route, out route to Kareem Hunt, which is just phenomenal that a guy who's missed this much time and is a running back by nature can run that smooth of an out route against a safety. Beats Jordan Poyer for nine yards, first down. 21-yard carry for Nick Chubb off a hell of a block by Kareem Hunt on the next play in a two-back set where he kicks out the end, uh, for the first man off the line of scrimmage. I think it might have been an outside linebacker. Milano takes him out, opens an alley. Nice run. Cleveland's got it down. To the Buffalo 35, they get a four-yard gain on a quick slant. Then on second and six, they run a nice little leak scheme that they ran, something similar to what they ran against New England where it hit the New England defender on the back of the head. This time they snuck Jarvis from a reduced split, snuck him out, and uh, um, you know it was just a nice connection. Mayfield was really being pressured, so it was a tough throw. He got it in there to... Uh, um, you know, to 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 Jarvis, who made a nice, who did a nice job turning his head, flipping his head and his hips over, and making making a hell of a catch. So that sets Cleveland up for another first and goal endeavor down at the seven yard line. But before we talk about that and all that went into that play, I want to talk to you guys about Roman. Dot com. It's never easy talking about erectile dysfunction. This might not even have been a problem for you today after this exciting win, but usually we just brush it off, blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, I'm getting older, whatever. We avoid it altogether with excuses like, I've had a long day, sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it, maybe after a Browns loss. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medicine, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. So with Roman, you can get free online evaluation, ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your 
home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you that medication free two days. That's all it takes to get there. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Simple stuff, guys. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, just like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb today. But now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. We appreciate those folks over at Roman.com. We hope you guys go take care of that if you need to. Let's jump back in and finish this game. The Browns uh, did not play Richard Higgins enough. I don't listen. I don't know what happened with Antonio Callaway. The guy missed the game. It sounded like in Baker Mayfield's postgame presser, they were game planning to have him. I don't know if the guy got in trouble. That's going to be a question for Freddie Kitchens on Monday. Doesn't totally make a ton of sense why he missed the game. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but with the way Mayfield said they were planning on him, but it was next man up, that they uh, that something happened. So keep your eyes uh, appealed on that. But on the final play that Cleveland ends up getting the touchdown. It was really neat to see them isolate Richard Higgins. Awesome to see him get an opportunity to do what he does best, and that's just get open. You know, Levi Wallace is sort of face guarding him and then turns to sort of run with what he thinks is an outbreaking route from Higgins. Higgins sells the outbreaking route and then whips it back inside. Mayfield working left to right, does go from left to right, finds um, you know, as he's fading out of pressure, which I still don't love that he's fading backwards, but he does make a good throw up over Tremaine Evans, Matt Milano's hands, and uh, puts it right where it needs to be. And just a huge relief there for a team that was struggling in the red zone to make a play there when the field felt so condensed. So Cleveland goes up 19-16. They just have to hold on with just under two minutes left. They, uh, they do allow a 21-yard shot to John Brown down to the 48, but then sort of buckle down a little bit from there. Uh, McKenzie's ran out of bounds at 11 yards, and then it's first and 10, and then Cleveland buckles down. They get an incompletion to Singletary, um, another um, short gain here just for six yards, and then on third and four, they heat him up. They go you know, basically cover zero. I thought Josh Allen, if he, he didn't auto-check, sounds like he auto-checked to that John Brown back shoulder, uh, which is a difficult throw, small margin for error down there in a tight game like that with just 26 seconds left, low on timeouts. Had Cole Beasley to his left if he just throws into the teeth of that blitz. Decides not to, they miss it. Buffalo comes out to go for it on fourth down, but they don't go for it. They end up calling a timeout, and they end up sending out Steven Hauschka, who had missed four straight from 53, and he misses just barely wide left. And your Cleveland Browns are winners. So, um... Listen, it's a good win. It's it's you know no no win um, is perfect all the time. Some 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 are some aren't, and you just hope that this ignites Cleveland for the second half of the year and can get them some confidence. They still have yet to have a breakout game from Beckham. It was pretty clear that their personnel is best, including Rashard Higgins and Kareem Hunt, uh, doing as much as they can with those guys. Listen, I don't know. Maybe it springboards them. They've got a lot of winnable games. The, the Steelers have a very good defense, but their offense is still not very good. And uh, there there are some opportunities to, to certainly take advantage against them. They play Thursday night. That'll be a raucous environment. I hope Cleveland brings it. It's another primetime game. They need to sort of redeem themselves from their last few primetime games. I hope they can. 
It's a good opportunity, but again, listen, this wasn't perfect. Freddie Kitchens didn't call a perfect game. They're still getting plays in slow. Um, you know, Steve Wilkes is still leaving holes defensively, and the guys aren't doing their job altogether perfectly, but it was better from a discipline standpoint. They've cut down on the turnovers, and when you do those things with enough skill talent like they have, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. So if you really want to start believing in these guys, if they can get to 4-6 and six and win Thursday night on a short week, it would be really huge uh, for this team and this franchise as they sort of try to springboard to get to 6-6. Six and six. That's what I keep saying. Get to 6-6, six and six, and then you go from there. You play tough defenses. You know what tough defenses look like. Protect the quarterback. Give Mayfield a chance. Give these wide receivers a chance, and you can uh, you can certainly beat Pittsburgh. They're very, very beatable. Although they're 5-4, and four, you can beat them and get to where you need to go. So everything's still at play, guys. A fun win. Appreciate the sponsors we have here with Blue Wire, Harrys.com. You need to go there, get your razors. Roman.com, they're uh, fantastic for us. They've been doing great things. And then Indochino, we appreciate their love. I appreciate all of your love. It's always fun talking about wins instead of losses. Subscribe to the iTunes channel. Go check out more podcasts on BlueWire.com. They're out there. They're covering the Cavs, a chase down pod. They're doing fantastic work with that's what B said. They just joined up. Those girls are doing great. Listen to them. Um, but yeah, other than that, listen, we'll be back later this week. It'll be a quick week, so we might have to be back Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Who knows? Let's get prepared. Big game Thursday. Let's have fun with it. Enjoy a win, guys. And uh, as usual, go Browns. <laughs>